Good afternoon and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I'm Lee Cuban. And I'm Sandra Priestley. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the podcast. Happy Thursday. Lee, I'm so excited for today. Uh-huh. I've had like the best. I I feel like today has been the best day ever, but I feel like this week has been extraordinarily amazing. Mm-hmm. And so to celebrate, I am drinking a spicy Paloma mocktail because it's January. Okay. Um, but it is like, and it comes from a can because you know me. Ah. A Paloma. Nice. And then I added, I added some um, jalapeno peppers, but you know, yeah. But then when I go to sip, <laughs> like breathe in and I end up coughing. So Uh-oh. I don't know if that was the greatest of ideas. However, see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, there's that. There's that. So water for a bit. Anyway, it is very tasty. Tell me what you're drinking. Well, I am drinking peach water. Oh, yeah. Out of my pretty little cup. And it's good. Yeah. But when we get done, I have something going on. And yeah. so I'm like, well, not today. <laughs> not today. Maybe next week. <laughs> Maybe next week. It's so fun though I find to like drink out of a really fancy glass or something that's special I I love that I don't care if it's sparkling water I don't care what it is it just lasts it feels good it feels good it feels good in your hand it's awesome Mm -hmm. cool well I'm gonna try this again and maybe just not breathe in while I don't breathe hold your breath Mm, it's so good it's so good right amount of spice yeah I love the jalapenos in there mm-hmm. so tasty okay tasty. So, okay tell me about your week where do I start it's been a good busy week so I journal every day but on the first someone had a girl that works with me had given me a journal last year for Christmas Mm-hmm. And it was like, it had journal prompts in it. And I'm like, okay. I already have my journal for this year. So I'll just save it for next year. So I pulled it out and I start, started working on it. And I'm going to continue to do my own journal where I'm just writing stuff down and kind of my thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I love this whole ju- journal prompt thing. Really? Because yes. I have journal prompts. Because it makes me think about my day. Like it either makes me plan my day or it makes me look for things that I'm not looking at in my life when I'm journaling for me. Okay. And so it bends my mind a little bit and it gets me focused in different areas. So I've been really aware of my week because I'm doing two different kinds of journals and it's a lot of gratitude work, which, you know, when you're sitting in gratitude, like just more and more shows yeah, up everything yes but I have a hypnotherapy patient I've been working with and man she has a hang up about her age she's just a little bit older than we are I can't wait to get your thoughts Chicken. 
spring chickens, lots of time left. Right. Like potentially, you know, we never know when our day is. We don't know. But just potentially when we look at the way our family lives, we can kind of guesstimate how long we could possibly be here. And it ain't over. Right. And I feel so bad for her mindset in that area because she discounts herself so much because she thinks, well, people want a 20 year old, super fit, beautiful girl. And I'm like, for what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're not all Hefners. Right. And she's trying to start her own business, but she's also working for somebody else. And she feels like she gets passed up for promotions and she feels like it's her age. And that's what's keeping her from everything, from letting it all in. Because even she wants, she wants to get into coaching and she wants to do some programs, but she's like, who's going to come to me at this age? And I'm like, but we have experience. We've lived life. No one gives two shits what we look like. Like if we are passionate about what we're doing and we have things to share, age is more of a benefit. If we we were trying to do this at 20. Well, it didn't harm Oprah at 50 years old or 60 years old or 70 years old, right? Like Or Louise Hay. Or Louise Hay. Or Esther Esther Hicks. Hicks. Uh Exactly. Yeah. And I do think that when we are, when we're in our power and when we're doing things that we're, we came here to do, Mm -hmm. our eyes sparkle to the point where no one can see anything other than that. Yeah. This, that sparkle, Mm -hmm. that spark that, you know, I, I, I really feel like we exist differently. But don't you, don't you notice that when you feel the insecurity and the doubting and when you're in that mode, that's what they see too. Totally. And so it's, how are you going to choose to show up? You're going to be scared. You're going to be a badass. Exactly. One of the two can't be both. Can't be both. Just in the last few days and she was struggling in her relationship. And um, she and her husband, um, he has, uh, he doesn't sleep well and he snores. And I don't know about you, but I, I seem to be surrounded by a lot of women. Maybe it's a very common thing who don't sleep with their spouses because the spouse snores. seems like a lot of women in my world, like that I coach, they, this is the situation. And so she was telling me that she wanted this closeness with her husband and, and she had all of these goals for their marriage, for their relationship, like the, that, you know, she wanted the two of them to come together, but she felt like she wasn't in her power. And, and so I said, let's just take a look at your, at your bedroom. Mm. Like, let's look at your bedroom. Let's get you a place where you can feel like it's your sanctuary. And so what was in her bedroom was her, her daughter's doll clock, like doll house, big, mm-hmm. huge doll house and a lot of stuff. And I'm like, if you want to be in your power, you got to get the doll house out. Can't sleep with the doll house. Mm-hmm. And so 
we, we feng shuied her space and she shifted things around. She moved her bed around. So it was a command position. She, um, and so that she could like easily go around both sides, right? Because what happened was her bed was pushed up against into the corner. So not equal in their relationship. Yeah. And so we did a number of things in like me telling her what to do over the zoom. <laughs> yeah. And we did a number of things and she, she messaged me right away. She's like, Sandra, I love my room. I love my space. <gasps> My daughter's in there right now. She just loves it. She's just hanging out, being quiet in there. Like she just loves it. And you know, that's when the energy is great is when the oh, dogs yeah. hang out in there. For sure. Within about six hours, she said her son came in and said, mommy, he was, he's 11. You're totally different now that your room has changed. And she goes, I am like, she just thought it was just her. She loved her space, but it was just right. She's, and he said, you're totally different. I kind of like it, but I'm kind of scared of it. <laughs> was just, this was her and her power. Mm. And how often we don't think in terms of like, do I have a space that supports me, that makes me feel very, mm. very good? And can I spend time there every day? Yeah. Like our environment has such a huge impact on us. Yeah not that we don't have the mindset stuff that we need to do and like paying attention to our emotions it's a just piece of it. but it's a piece of it and I cannot I cannot um see how people can avoid that environmental piece because it's I think it's so much of who I am now right but it's there are people who don't understand who don't the I had a hypnotherapy patient that just started with me this week and she sent me her life wheel today and I'm mm -hmm. looking on it and on the life wheel under environment she has an arrow and says I don't understand what this means and <laughs> it wasn't talking about feng shui it was just talking about your environment your yeah. surroundings that's going to have to be a huge topic of discussion because mm -hmm. there are people that are so unaware and they think that it doesn't matter they don't know the importance of the yeah. story that it's telling. And it's, it's telling, it's speaking to our subconscious mind as yeah. well as our conscious and yeah. our subconscious mind is 80 to 90% of our actions. Mm -hmm. So we want to know how are we going to show up differently in the world? We got to start to, to look at like, what is affecting our subconscious? Like mm -hmm. what are we telling ourselves and how are we holding ourselves back? Yeah. I know I, I said to her, like intuitively, it felt like she needed to have time as a woman. And she said, I'm always saying that I'm always saying I'm a woman, I need to be a woman. And I said, then, okay, but you have a dollhouse in your, in your bedroom. <laughs> Man, I just believe that whatever is under your bed, you dream about whatever is under your bed, it like seeps into your, into your whole body. Oh, yeah. I had a client one time and she said, I don't know what to do with all of these old journals of mine. Like I, I helped these journals help me work through such shitty times and I don't know what to do with them. And I said, well, where are you keeping them right now? Well, they're all underneath my bed. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Well, that's the first thing to go. Uh -huh. Like, yeah. I would rather you put them on your, on your table, like, <laughs> and sitting right next to them than sleeping under them or right. over top of them, right? Like, 
Yeah. It oh. was, it was, uh, it's always so huge though, the shifts and how you feel just from your space. And the, like, that's not the whole thing, mm-hmm. but it's a part of it that piece of it. so much. And it's fun to watch at others reactions, like how they physically feel different mm-hmm. and show up different. Yes. After doing that work because it's, it's amazing because it happens oh. like in an instant, right? Mm-hmm. It just, it's such a quick shift. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so this much. Is our, it changes our focus. And honestly, I think that's the only reason. I don't think there's some magical, mystical thing going on. It's just our focus. Mm-hmm. I was trying to understand feng shui. I did magic. And, yeah. and that's why I got my psychology degree. That's what led me down that wow. path. Wow. Yeah. Well, I had some people saying I was a witch and I was practicing witchcraft. And I was like, well, it's not really magic. And, no. and I was, my brain was just trying to understand what is it. And I guess if it was magic, just tell me, let me know. But what I've learned, this is our focus. And I think that is something that helps you focus. However, if you don't believe in feng shui, and you've got it's shit all work. over the house. Yeah. That stuff is still going to bother you. You're just not going to know why. At least if, with feng shui, it has meaning to what your behavior is and correcting it. But of course, if you don't believe in it, I don't know that it works either. Yeah. It, I mean, to me, it would be like praying if you're an atheist. Mm, mm-hmm. I, like if you don't believe that it works, then don't bother. Right. Like. And, and it's similar to, I don't know, I, I often say too, like, I don't really love like the gold flutes with the red tassels. It's not my, it's not my style. And so I don't use them because mm. I think if I'm going to look at it and be annoyed with it all the time. Like that's not going to be good because no. I believe that everything I, I do feel that when you put elements in the right gua, it just naturally feels good though. Yes. I do think there is a science to the energy and the bagua map. Like I really do, because it will feel good if you put it in the right spot. Right. But at the same time, I, I really just like, I think feng shui has taught me the power of your environment, the power of your space. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, as simple as, and the way that I always explain it is, If you are wanting to attract a new relationship, it's not fucking rocket science to get the pictures of your old relationship out of your space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember telling one of my weight loss patients, she was looking for a girlfriend and I'm like, get a nightstand for the other side of the bed. She's like, I don't need one. It's just me. And I'm like, that's the problem. Hello. (laughs) Make and, space for someone. Yeah. Yeah. And get a toothbrush, clean up part of your closet, like make room for this person. Yeah. But she won't do, I mean, it's been probably two years since I've told her that. And oh. I haven't seen her in a while, but every time she would come in like, well, have mm-hmm. you done anything? No, not yet. Do yeah. you want somebody? Are you really ready to make room for somebody? Or are you just used to complaining that you don't have anybody? Sometimes I think 
it's the latter, right? Sometimes it's just, it's almost our identity to, yeah. we complain or it's our identity that we're single or it's right. Like, and it's really difficult to shift that because there's safety in that, even when it's not what we think that we want, but mm -hmm. there's safety in that old identity. Well, and it's all we know. It's all we know. Mm -hmm. And, and it's all other people know us for as well. Yeah. I know. Um, I think I told you my son is doing dry January this, this month. And I found it so interesting. My daughter was in Edmonton and a couple of buddies had come over and they wanted him to go out with them. And he said, I'll go out and I'll drive, but I'm not drinking. Oh, come on. Cole can't say no to a beer. Come on. You can come. You can have one. And he's like, no, I'm not having one. It's dry January. I'm doing dry January. Like, what, what the fuck do you not get? It became this like, oh, come on, come on, come on. You can start it tomorrow. He's like, that defeats the purpose. What the hell? No. And I think a lot of times, even if like we hold ourselves back, because we have this identity. I mean, he listens to country. He wears the cowboy boots and the stuff. And what is country music about? Drinking beer, drinking whiskey in the 50 yard line. And so that, that has been his identity, right? Of this football player that wears cowboy boots and goes to the country. Like he, he does swing dancing, like, you know, oh, yeah. flips around and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's who he is. And I find that either we struggle with letting go of an identity or we create an identity that has parts of it that maybe we want to shift and either we can't let it go or when we let it go, other people can't. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. It becomes difficult to handle the shift, to see the shift, to see the change. Well, and especially when it's about alcohol. Mm -hmm. or food food I was it's thinking a huge too. one yeah because it's like I know for me if I go to a party like in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and I'm not drinking mm -hmm. I don't say that I'm not drinking I yeah. put my water in a big cup with a lid and mm -hmm. walk in and they'll say you need a drink and I'm like I got one what are you yeah. drinking? Oh, I've got vodka. Oh, okay. And then they leave you alone. Because if you say, oh, I'm just drinking water or tea or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. You need a drink. Just one. One won't hurt you. Exactly. And it's like. Same with food though, right? Oh, food what? is. You're only going to have a salad. You're only going to, I'm not really that hungry. Oh, here. Do you want to have, do you want to like mix or um, share some dip? Have some of this, have some of this, yeah. have some of this. Oh, one cookie won't hurt. Come on. Yeah. Bunch of pushers out there. But it's because they don't know how to sh shift because you are this person and you need to act this way. Or yeah. they don't want to go, oh, maybe I should put up my drink. Or right. maybe I shouldn't be eating all this. It's come do this with me so I can feel good. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes I think it's just because that's how people show love or that's yes. how they think they show love. Yeah. My, my mom used to say that my grandma loves with food. Mm -hmm. 
she did. She, she wanted to just feed you. She wanted to like, you know, here have my, like, I just made this cake and I just made that like, and she wanted to with food. Um, so yeah, sometimes it is just like that. Mm -hmm. And the, it's this balance of, I don't know, standing, I guess, standing in your power when you've made that change. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But how interesting. Yeah. And I noticed that I do it sometimes with the kids, especially Mm. when they're all here and the babies are here and it's like, what can I cook with the babies? And I'm doing all this stuff going, I would tell my patients. Yeah. Absolutely not. So I laugh at myself because I, I I catch myself. Something to do. Mm-hmm. So we just got to get out more. Yeah. Go do more stuff besides sit in the kitchen and cook. It's so interesting. Um, I had, we were talking about beliefs earlier and I had a client this week who um, I'm switching gears here, but okay. I had a client this week. And she just, she was, um, she's a parent coach and she does conscious parenting, which I think is really just like respectful, kind, raising children with this like compassion. Mm -hmm. But for some reason she was uncomfortable with marketing herself as that. So she started taking pictures and they were just with her iPhone and incredible. And she started sharing them in her stories, just little bit at a time. And I messaged her and I'm like, you've got to sell these. Like I could see them in a gallery. Like I can visualize these in a gallery. They are unbelievable pictures. We started working together on building this business of hers. And it's such an incredible business and reason. And like just about being like paying attention to the little things and like seeing things in a different way and connection with other people. She has this whole brand that's just beautiful. And she started sharing her pictures online and a friend of hers that she she's very good friends with sent a message and said, I am so proud of you and so, so glad that you're doing this. It's similar to what I do. And she said, what do you mean? well, here's my Instagram account. And she sends her this Instagram account uh, and her friend was doing the same thing. She had this blog, she had all these pictures. She talks about like, this is the, the name of the picture. This is what I was thinking when I took it, similar to my client. And so my client was like, instantly she went, oh, why didn't she tell me about this? So she asked her, why didn't you say something about this? Like, this is amazing. You're doing amazing. And she said, I don't want to tell people. I'm kind of weird about that. I'm kind of like, I, I'm really shy about sharing my gifts. And I thought, oh man, like number one is my client could have easily went back and thought, oh my gosh, why didn't she tell me now I can't do this. She's I'm doing the same thing. She's going to think that I am copying her. Like I can't, there's so much make up a story. We make up these stories and we have like, and I think my client could have easily sat into, I'm a parent coach identity, or I am, I homeschool my, my children. And I'm, I'm quote unquote, just a mom how many women say that 
And this other woman, it was the same thing. It was like, well, you know, I don't really want to step out. I don't want to step into doing that. And how we hold ourselves back Mm -hmm. because we don't want to expand ourselves or we're fearful of what other people would think. And like, or I'll fail. I can't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just, it was such, um, ah. I, I sat back and thought, man, how sad because they're both so gifted. Right. And then I thought, and also let me take a look at all of the things that I did in the past to hold myself back for a stupid oh. reason. <laughs> right? like, for sure. Just like a random story that I was telling myself. And I see people just even that I work with that are closed off like they want change. That's why they're with me. But I have a few that are not my ideal people. I have some that I see them just light up and they are go, go, go. Like they want change. They're embracing this. They're showing up for it all. And others that are just closed off and have excuses and want to change and think that coming and seeing me once a week and sitting down and spending an hour with me, it's going to change them, but they're not really ready yet to do the work. And you can see so clearly, like you're holding yourself back. Like I can see you putting yourself in this little tiny box and you don't have to live there. It's safe to come out, come out and play with us. Exactly. But they're, they cannot hear you and it was something that was interesting. I was reading in one of my school books this week that you can't tell them this is all you need to do and you, you'll be free because the structure of their brain can't understand or comprehend what you're saying. So you're just mm-hmm. saying blah, blah, blah to them. So what yeah. you have to do is ask them questions that will then make them question their belief on why they feel that way and not to make them wrong, but just Mm -hmm. ask them questions so they can start seeing that belief from different frames. So then they can deconstruct it. Right. Like, and this is, this is Don Miguel Ruiz for agreements, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Like it's exactly, it's like we, these agreements that we, we believe we've made this agreement that this is fact. And then we hold that until something comes along makes us question it what makes us question it and then we get to choose whether we release it or not yeah is it serving me is it not right and yeah. and right like i think by telling someone well this is bullshit what are you doing doesn't always work all you right? have to do is this you big dummy all right <laughs> <laughs> but by suggesting well you know, by suggesting, sometimes you, you will say, what is it that you say to me? What do you want? Well, you always say, what do you want? And it makes, it just flips me back to like, oh, and does that have to be true? Or it's like, I, I, oh, can't I, remember. I might just ask you, is it true? Maybe, it, maybe that's what it is. Is yeah. it true? Because it flips me. And and actually, that's probably what it is. Because Cam will say the same thing too. Because I'll say something to him when I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'll say something to him. And I'll suggest that it's true. But it's an assumption. And I know that it is. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, but do you know that to be true? 
Mm. And I will always say to someone, is that fact or are you assuming that? Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I really just want to know, is it fact or are you assuming it? In mm-hmm. a lot of times the client will come back or the friend or whatever will say, well, no, but I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. But are do you know it's fact or do you know, because you think, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's always assumption, right? right? But it's like, I feel as though sometimes we need to be snapped out of it. And those questions like, well, is that true? Is that fact? Yeah. Or is that a story you're telling yourself or what do you want? Mm -hmm. Those things will shift us quit more quickly than telling us that we're wrong. Oh, you can't say you're wrong. I mean, you can. But it doesn't well, help Then you're you're just butting heads. But it's fun playing when they want to play. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when they're they're just like, this is who I am. This, yeah. you know, I don't want to do the head work. I just want all this weight to be off of me. Yeah. And wouldn't that be great? It would be a lot easier. <laughs> But we wouldn't it, shift. We wouldn't change. Much our, we wouldn't. No, exactly. We wouldn't because we came here to live and to experience life and to experience it all, and not hate ourselves for the size of our body or where we're at right now. We don't like where we are. Let's go where you want to go. Yeah. Go anywhere you want. Love it. But on that note, we're. we're out of this so, is fun. This was fun. Thank you so much, Sandra. And thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday on the Happy Half Hour. Bye. Bye.